if you are listening to a podcast called This Teacher Life, I'm going to go ahead and assume that you currently work in education and you are listening to this podcast because you want to continue to be in education. You want to continue to be a part of this profession. And so first off, thank you. I applaud you. I'm so glad you are here with me. And then my second question is, but why? Like, why are you here? Why do you continue to be a part of this profession? And that's what this monthly motivation episode is all about. What's really keeping you in the classroom? What's keeping you from walking away, but instead you're walking into a school each day? That is a really important reflective question. And I want to dive into some of the reasons, some of the reflections that you probably are experiencing right here, right now. Before we get into the episode, I want to read a five-star review that was left on the Apple Podcast app. The listener of the week gave five stars and said, I appreciate this podcast so much. Monica is funny and uplifting. I have always struggled with audio processing and the way she talks and enunciates really helps me to understand and process her ideas. She has inspired me to not only be a better teacher, but a better person. I feel like I had given up on many aspects of my life and she has given me hope and inspiration to take some big steps forward. Thank you so much for that heartfelt reflection. The listener of the week with the username LJ Legend. You are legendary in this profession and I am pumped that you have found the This Teacher Life podcast. Every single month to start the month, we are doing monthly motivation episodes. They're short and they're sweet, but they're so significant. And my hope is that these give us that boost, that momentum, that motivation that we need to continue to live this teacher life. So let's get into this episode titled, What's Really Keeping You in the Classroom? There is awesome in every single school day. So here is the big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education Celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities. Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast this teacher life. I'm kind of curious if you have been asked the same questions that I've been asked recently. A family member of mine said, Monica, why are you staying in the field of education? A friend of mine who's got school-aged kids but isn't a teacher said, what is the point at this point? And she said, I feel bad because I love teachers and I want my kids to have good teachers, but like, why are you staying 
What is the motivation? Have you been asked that recently? I think what's interesting is my first instinct to that question, maybe your first instinct to that question is to say the kids. Because that's true. I am highly motivated to work with kids. I am highly motivated when I teach a concept or I communicate with a kid and there's that moment of like, oh, that was helpful. Oh, I get it. That need and that want to help kids and work with kids is a massive driving force. But if I really take a step back, is that the ultimate motivator for me every single day? Because these family members and these friends are like, do you realize you could get paid more doing this? Do you realize that you would have less stress and less struggles if you did this? And I think friends and family mean well when they start this conversation with us, but I feel offended at times as they're saying, why do you do this? This is crazy. I would leave. As they're saying that, I think like, well, dang, but you don't get it. But I don't, I don't want to get frustrated with those friends and family members. What I want to do is take their question, which is a question that is coming from a place of love. And I really, truly want to understand, Monica, why do you stay? Yes, of course, it's the kids. But I think my true answer outside of the kids is a two-part answer. And both of them actually have a little bit of alliteration, okay? They, they are definitely using that literary strategy. Side note, I love literary strategies. I don't teach English or reading, but I love literary strategies. And I'll never forget, in fourth grade, my fourth grade teacher, Miss Bierster, said, we're making a poem book. And I got real excited when Miss Bierster said, hey, one of those poems in that book is alliteration. And I'm like, dang, yes, that's what's up. And I wrote an alliteration poem called Sally. I have it memorized. I'm going to go ahead and recite it to you. Sally sits sadly sobbing, saying sorry to Susie Q. She said something sort of snotty. Sassy Sarah says Sally is silly. What? That is from my fourth grade poem book, which was titled Reflections, which did win first place um, in the poem book contest. It was a pretty fierce competition. There were 16 kids in my class at St. Mary's, but I won with my entry called Sally. Hope you enjoyed it. The reason why I went on that happy little detour is because there is alliteration in my answers. Why do I stay? Let's tackle the first one. I stay because I do still feel committed. I still feel committed to this profession. I think you feel committed when you grow up knowing that this is what you want to do. I, at a very early age, knew that I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to mimic some of the incredible things that my teachers did for me when I was in school. I wanted to eliminate some of the terrible things that my teachers did for me when I was in school. And so I grew up elementary, middle, and high school knowing that I wanted to be a teacher. I was committed to the idea. And then I took that commitment to the idea and I brought it to a whole nother level in college because I committed to studying education. 
and I got a bachelor's degree, and then I got a master's degree in education, and then I got another master's degree in education, and then I got nationally board certified in education, and then I added another certificate. And so I was committed with time and attention to this profession. And maybe you're holding on and you're here because yes, the kids, but also like me, you just feel committed. There was a ton of time. There was a ton of energy. There was a ton of financial commitment that we put forth in order to have this career. So I feel committed to the career. Will it be my forever career? I don't know. But right now, does it feel like the right fit? Does it feel like a good choice for me? Yes. And I have felt committed pretty much during that entire 15-year journey that I've been on so far. So maybe you can relate. Do you feel committed still? And maybe you're like, well, I feel committed, but I also feel conflicted. And maybe it's for the same reasons. Maybe it's you only feel committed because you're like, I have a degree. What else would I do? I spent all this money. I still have student loans. What else would I do? So maybe you've got some conflicts in your heart because you're committed financially, but maybe not committed as emotionally as you once were. And I think that's okay. Can I be honest? Another reason why I am still here is because of sheer curiosity. That's actually a little hard for me to admit, and I want to explain what that means. I am so insanely curious what is going to happen in education in the next two to five years. I do think that we are at a pivot point, at a pressure point for the education system. And I am so curious as what is going to happen, what is going to bend, what is going to break, what is going to get added, what is going to change to make education better in the next two to five years. Because I think anybody who is still committed to coming into a classroom, committed to walking into a school, knows that something has to give, something has to change. We have seen a massive massive teacher shortage. We have seen people just stressed and struggling. We have seen the lack of maybe government support and parental support. We have seen that curriculum has changed for both good and bad reasons. We have seen a lot. And I am so curious what we're going to see next. I come to my classroom every single day because of kids, because I'm committed to the profession, but also because I'm so stinking curious on what's going to happen next. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but I feel like I am living in a telenovela, which is Spanish for a soap opera. We are living in a day-to-day reality show that if you weren't a teacher, you would watch it. Like you would watch this and you would be glued to it if this was a Netflix series and Netflix would say, are you still watching? And you'd be like, hell yeah, I'm still watching. Let's watch the next episode of that shitstorm unfold. 
but we don't have to watch this hypothetical Netflix series because we are living it. I'm curious what is gonna happen to make things even better for kids? What's gonna happen to make things better for us who are committed to working and helping with kids? I want to turn the next page. I want to read the next chapter. I wanna be a part of this book because I genuinely value education, but I also genuinely believe that it does need to change. And so if we look at these, did you hear the alliteration? Curiosity, commitment, and kids. Ooh, they don't all start with the letter C, but I'm, I'm not 100% confident, but I'm pretty sure that alliteration doesn't all have to have the exact same letter. Is it long? Is it has the same letter sound? Somebody verify me on that. Can we get an English teacher circling my answer with a red pen maybe? Curiosity, commitment, kids. Do you know what else has some alliteration for this? The word comfortable. And I think that's the word that I want to end this episode on is comfortable. Many of us continue to be in this profession, if we're being honest, because it's the comfortable thing to do. It's what you've done for 20 years. It's what you have always thought you wanted to do because you've got, you know, your routine and you know your principle and you know your curriculum so you feel comfortable and that's why you're here. Some of you are here because it's not comfortable. And you're saying, no, I'm working through it. I'm working through this. I've hit a wall. I've hit a rut. I've hit a roadblock. I'm not comfortable, but I want to get past that. Isn't it interesting that the thing that is keeping so many of us here is also the thing that's causing so many of us to question things and vice versa? I don't know what your exact why is. If a friend or family member comes up to you and says, seriously, what's really keeping you in the classroom? What is your answer? If somebody came up to you at a cookout, at a fame reunion, somebody asked you on social media, what's your answer? I don't think that we have to have this beautiful, eloquent answer for somebody. But if somebody comes up to me next and says, Monica, why are you here? My answer is, I freaking love working with kids every single day. I feel committed to them. But I'm also super curious what is going to unfold. Because I genuinely believe there needs to be a massive change. <gasps> change starts with a C. But I don't think that works for alliteration. Curiosity, commitment, kids, comfortable, change. Ooh, see, that's tough. I'm starting to question my fourth grade poem book, Miss Beerster. If Miss Beerster is listening, does change work for alliteration? It starts with a C, but it doesn't have the same letter sounds. Oh, hell. Well, maybe this is a good time to close out this episode. I want you guys to know that I am cheering you on. Oh, cheer, change. Okay, there we go. I'm cheering you on no matter what your why is. 
But that why should be enough to get us to want to commute to work tomorrow. That why should be enough to get us to first quarter and the end of this quarter and then into the end of first semester and the end of this school year. And if it's not, that's okay. But let's stay curious. Let's stay committed. Let's stay challenging kids and know that I've got your back no matter what. Now, I want to give a special shout out to the people who at this point don't know why they are here. They're not able to answer that yet. If that's you, I don't want you to feel bad about that. Because there was a point in my career where I couldn't answer that either. And I was really, really struggling. And some of you know my story and my concept of my super secret awesome journal, which later became a book that was never supposed to be a book called 180 Days of Awesome. If you are stuck or if you are struggling or you just need a change, I want you to check out monicagenta.com slash books because there you can find 180 Days of Awesome, which is all about finding those little things to help us celebrate our education and to help us figure out our why. There's also a great book on there called Game Changers, which are simple but strategic strategies to help motivate and engage students. Sometimes in order to reestablish our why, we just need to look at the what. And maybe the what for you is a book that is fun and an easy read. And that can be the thing that helps you figure out why you're still in the classroom. You can check out monicagenta.com books for those titles. I'm confident that you will love them. I am so thankful that you are here listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet left a written review, now is your reminder. Now is your moment to hit pause and just go leave a quick written review so other teachers can help find this podcast and help find this weekly motivation. Until next week, I want to thank you so much for living this teacher life.